Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, for he is worthy to be praised. This is Reverend Esme of New Birth Ministries. And I'm coming to you today, and I'm blessing you in Jesus' holy name, blessing you, your household, your family, your finances, your health, your mind, your mental status. Hallelujah. Blessing you with all that is within me. God rose us up yet another morning. And the angels kept us safe, amen, while we slept at night. God is good. The Bible says the joy comes in the morning, amen. Weeping may endure for night, but joy comes in the morning, amen, which not necessarily means timing of the day, but your night times, the night times that you have in your life. But when God steps in and clears everything out, the joy will come, hallelujah, just like the sun rising in the morning. Amen. I'm glad to see all of you on today. God bless you, your households. Amen. And some of you, uh, you've been writing me, and, and, and I thank you. I got a beautiful card the other day, and it was my color, too. Amen. I call it ice blue, but it's like light blue with a tincture of green in it. Amen. <laughs> God is good. And y'all don't know, when you write me like that and you say the things that you say in your writings and in your cards and letters that you send me and emails and everything, that encourages me. And I'll tell you something, many times when you guys write me like that and get in touch with me, it was right on time. You just don't know. It's hard for preachers to go out and have someone to talk to, amen, because we're supposed to be there for everybody else, but then it's hard to find somebody whenever we need someone. This is why we are so glad we have Jesus, amen. He is our best friend. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I, sometimes I need powered up, and you guys help me. You just don't know, amen. So I am I'm warning you today, you guys, I'm telling you today, thank you very much. You guys are encouraging me. Hallelujah. So I'm going to be talking about Elijah today from 1 Kings chapter 17. And uh, get your books, your, your pens, your pencils, your laptops, your notebook. In fact, I'm speaking with my um, desktop microphone and my laptop. Um, that's how I'm going to be using it today. Amen. Um, get whatever you need because when... You listen to the word, there's somebody somewhere that God is giving them a message. He has a message for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you for rising us up another morning. We thank you for keeping us through the night times in our lives, not just necessarily the time on the clock, the time of the day, but you lift us up out of the darkness. You lift us up out of the, oh, thank you, Jesus. You lift us up out of the the. The, the crazy things that happen to us that sometimes, a lot of times, we didn't even expect. And we thank you for that. Just whenever the enemy thinks that he's sabotaging us, and just when he jumps up out of the woods like we're in a little red riding hood or something, you are always there to save us. And we thank you for that. We thank you, number one, for the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you for his name. We thank you for our relationship with G Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you for being our best friend. We thank you for sending the Holy Spirit into us. The breath of God lives within us. We thank you for that. Holy Spirit, use me and let something that comes out of my mouth today be through you and, and, and hit somebody else's heart and somebody else's mind and show them that you heard them, that you know what they are going through, and everything is going to be all right. Amen. Hallelujah. In Jesus' holy name, amen. All right. Take two. I did... Um, as usual, uh, I, I'm trying something new here, and I did about 20 minutes of a sermon, and 
the mic was muted. Amen. So take two. Let's do this again. Amen. God's word is good. So usually, most of the time, whenever I have to do something again, it's better the second time. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. The devil ain't slick. Amen. When he tries to trip up God's people, we do better. <laughs> Amen. He doesn't realize that God saw him coming, so God has a second path for us. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So, you know, um, Elijah was a man that nobody knew about. He was a Tishbite. Okay. And um, he just comes on a scene. Okay. He had no special training, uh, nothing like that. He had no special training or anything. He wasn't a big, well-known preacher. He was just Elijah. Amen. But he was a man of power. He was a man of faith. Hallelujah. And, and what God told him to do, Elijah did. Now, check this out. First um, Kings, chapter eighteen, uh, chapter seventeen, verse one, and it says, "And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, we've all heard of the balm of Gilead. Amen. There's always something good from the balm of Gilead that helps people. Amen." Said to Ahab, "As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word." And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook sheriff that is before Jordan. So what's happening here is you have a guy that came up now. Ahab and, Jez- and Jezebel were king and queen of, of um, Israel at the time. Evil, evil leaders, okay? Much like we have nowadays, we know there are just some evil leaders or leaders who don't know any better and are being led by evil. Amen? So Elijah just comes out of nowhere. And he walks up to notice the man of the house. The Bible doesn't say he went to Jezebel. God sent Elijah to Ahab. Thank you. Amen. The man of the house. And he told him, God said, that he said, as, as, as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall be no dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. What he's saying is, as the Lord God of Israel lives. Okay, he's going against all of those fake false gods that they were, because they were known at that time to have a lot of fake false gods, amen. They were worshiping whatever, the, the, the dew on the grass, the trees, whatever. They had fake god animals worshiping whatever they could at that time, very evil at that time, amen. And he's speaking up for the creator of all things. He's speaking, Elijah's speaking up for Abba. Yahweh, Jehovah, amen. He's speaking up for the God of all gods, the God of all creation, hallelujah. He's telling them, he's telling the king that there's not going to be any rain. There is not going to be any rain in in this area until I say it's going to rain. Is that bold or what? Is that bold or what? He trusts. God so much that he approached the king like we were saying last week about Esther approaching her husband the king. Amen. Esther approached him and and, and, and she had to tell him, she told him that the people that his ma'am Haman was going to kill was her people. This is when she came out and said I'm a Jew. There, There's a time that you approach a leader. And the only time you approach a leader is when God tells you to do so. Amen. 
get established, put yourself in that place where God can use you. Amen. And obviously our man Elijah here was, he had put himself in a place where God can use him. Before this, he had a relationship with the Lord. He trusted the Lord to approach a king. Isn't that something? Amen. And after he told him that, then the Lord, after he told Ahab that there wasn't going to be any rain. Now, you got to remember, he he's telling Ahab, there's not going to be any rain here. You're going to lose your crops. Everything is going to dry out. People are going to be thirsty. There may even be some death. Your cattle, imagine the cattle and everything that's going to happen to this place because I said there's not going to be any rain. You will see how the true God reigns. That's R-E-I-G-N-S. Amen. And then after he did that, the Lord told uh, Elijah, he said, get thee hence. In other words, leave and turn eastward and hide thyself by the brook Sherith, that is, before Jordan. There are times where God is going to tell you to hide yourself. There are times where you have to get away. There are times where people demand so much of your attention that your your relationship with God is dwindling. It's not as strong as it should be. doesn't mean that you don't have a relationship with God, but sometimes we can be so focused on family. We can be so focused on friends, finances, our jobs, COVID, whatever, the government, that we don't see, amen, that God wants us to get away. Psalm 91, he who dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes you have to get away. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not a bad mom. You're not a bad dad, a bad wife, a bad husband. Amen. Not a bad teacher, a professor, a doctor, or nurse. There are times you're going to have to get away. Amen. And it says, and it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Amen. He's telling them you're going to drink. He's telling uh, Elijah, you, there's times you're going to be drinking from a brook. Okay, I, I've sent you to a place where the water is pure and clear, clean for you to drink and to be healthy with. Amen. Let's see, we all have water within us. Everybody has a portion of the Holy Spirit within them. Amen. Hallelujah. And whatever we do with him is, is our business. Okay, God says you can use the Holy Spirit, talk to him, allow him to use you and, and strengthen your relationship with God, with the Father on a throne. Or if you don't, don't want to use him, you don't want to believe, you're going to die and go to hell. It's that simple. Amen. Amen. So the water, fresh water, the washing of the word. This is the washing of the word. Amen. When you read into this, it looks like you're just, he's just giving you, uh, Elijah a brook to drink from. But also what he's doing is he's giving, he's telling Elijah, you're going to get into the washing of the word. I'm going to spend some time with you. This was, he stayed there three and a half years. And I believe that's why some Bible schools uh, go three years. Even Jesus's ministry was three years. Amen. God wants to teach you. God wants you to learn of him. You can't say you're a part of the kingdom of heaven if you know nothing about it. God wants to teach you. He wants to learn. He needs your attention. 
He wants you to listen to him, to learn to listen to him. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice. And you can't say that you are a sheep if you don't know God's voice when he's calling you. Amen. Like when we were little kids, I don't know if a lot of you remember if you went through this or not, but when when nighttime fell and your parents would turn on that, that, that light, when the parents would tell you whenever the night lights come on, the street lights come on, come home. Amen. <laughs> so you knew, even though they didn't open up your, their mouth, you got direction and you knew it was time to go back home. Listen to the still small voice. When God calls you, you'll know it's him. Amen. And you will say like Samuel did, here am I, Lord, here am I. Amen. Hallelujah. The fresh washing of the word. Amen. The Bible says, I believe in Revelation, where it says there's a, a, a brook of water, a river of water. Um, and there's healing. There's healing in the leaves of the trees there. And that is what is inside of us. God placed a part of him in each and every human being. We are a three-part being. Body, soul, and spirit. Amen. And there's a piece of him in each and every one of us. And I believe that is where the healing comes from. People think healing comes from outside. Healing comes from inside. It all depends on what you believe. It depends on your faith. When I come up to you and I touch you and, and, I, and I command healing to come into your body or I agree with you, as the Bible says, too, where two or three are gathered together, I'll, there I'll be in the midst of them. And it also says, uh, can two, uh, uh, Amos 3.3, 3, can two walk together except they be agreed? Amen. And the Bible says two people, if one falls, the other one will help them up. Amen. There's power in the number two. And if I come up to you and I touch you and I say, dermatitis, go away. Asthma, go away in Jesus' name. Amen. I have done what I'm supposed to do. With my faith and with my words, I spoke it into existence. Now, it's up to you. It's up to your faith. It's up to that little river of health, of healing that you have inside of you to join in with my faith and grow and grow and grow. Amen. Like like uh, watching dough get bigger. You ever watch your mother's or your grandmother's making rolls or something or making pies or whatever? Well, mainly with rolls and bread. And, and, and once that yeast gets in there, and it grows and grows and grows, and it even smells good. There's a good savor. There's a good smell. Hallelujah. And what happens is when your faith is strong, it grows on the inside of you. You get healed from the inside out, not the outside in. Your faith grows, and it smells good. People can smell your faith. They can feel your faith. They can see your faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Then your faith grows. Hallelujah. And then it says, um, verse 6, it says, And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and get this, bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. Now, notice that Elijah didn't have book bags, food stamps, a credit card. Amen. He didn't have um, a wagon full of food. He didn't bring canned goods with him just in case. <laughs> he totally trusted God. He went to this place he had never been to before. And here the animals are feeding him. Ravens. Winged things. 
amen, are feeding him food twice a day. You know, some of us, we eat uh, four, five, six times a day. And that is not from God's hand. God fed him twice a day. Meat, it says. Bread also. Speaking of bread and rolls, amen. God fed the man of God twice a day. Why? Because that's all he needed. That's all he wanted to give him twice a day. Which obviously means, and we'll read this later on in the chapter, he was healthy. Be careful of that, amen. Don't make a God out of food, amen, which a lot of Americans and people all around the world, other people have done, amen. And this is what's happening to our health system. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And he, he fed him twice a day, and he drank of the beautiful, fresh, clean water in the brook. And verse 7 says, it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up. Because there had been no rain in the land. Now, he already told Ahab there wasn't going to be any rain, right? And while he's staying at this brook learning about God, this is where Elijah learned to be a man of God. Three and a half years in sheriff. This is where God trained him. This is where he learned about God. This is where he learned what the sound, what the voice of God sounded like. This is where he got his awareness of the creator of all things. He went through training, heavenly boot camp, I call it. Like it reminds me when I was in the Marine Corps. Okay, when we went to the Marine Corps, we went three, well, I actually went more than three months. We went three plus months in training. You just can't get off the bus with gum in your mouth and then two days later, a week later, say you're a Marine. No, first you got to learn not to chew the gum. You got to learn how to stand with a 45 degree angle with your thumbs and a certain way your feet and all like do 45 degree turns and you got to exercise. They run us. They feed us very well, but they run us. We run and we get healthy. Our hair and our nails grow. Amen. Our gums get healthier. Our lungs are healthier. They teach you first how to be a Marine. And then after graduation, when if they think that you did well, amen, then you get your stamp of approval and you get a certificate saying that you are now a United States Marine. And you graduate and you go home and do whatever you're supposed to do. Some people go um, uh, part-time, full-time, some, some go across seas, you know, and you got to go through training. We have to know the, the cues. We have, like, for instance, we say simplify, which is short for simplify, Dallas, always faithful. And that's when you have to learn these things. You have to learn the sound, the whistle, the different hand movements and motions and what to do and what not to do to be a Marine. And Elijah did this. He learned how to be a man of God. There are so many people in the pulpit nowadays that don't know how to be. They know how to preach. Don't get me wrong. There are some people that know, listen to what I'm saying, they know how to preach. They know the hows, whens, what, wheres, and whys, but they're not anointed to preach. Amen. They just learn how to do it. They learned when to go up and when to come down. They learned when to get silent. They learn how to be, but they don't apply it 
in their lives that the anointing of God is gone. And, and, and this is why so many, we have so many churches that are in Ichabod and there is no anointing there. They just, people just keep going back to the same old churches, the same old churches, the same old churches, and they're not even getting one sentence worthwhile. They're not hearing anything. They're not hearing God's voice speak to them in any kind of way. But they keep going back to these dead churches. Amen. These people learn how to be. Look, you can learn how to be a preacher. But are you sent? Or did you just, as they say, some were sent and some just went? <laughs> Amen. Amen. People need the anointing. People are thirsty for the word of God. People are thirsty for that clear, clean brook. The clear, clean, healing waters of God. The Bible is also called the washing of the word. See, Elijah got the washing of the word in three and a half years he was in Sheriff. Amen. This is why I tell you, whenever I preach, I'm going to be honest with you. I know my daughter probably thinks I'm nuts. She stays with me. But I listen to myself a lot because what happens is, God is speaking while I'm speaking, and he's speaking to me, too. I'm not just preaching to you because I'm all that in a bag of chips. Y'all know I'll be saying it right, all, <laughs> all that in a bag of chips. But when I preach, I hear things, too, and I go back, and there's times I've cried listening to something that I said that hit me hard. And this is why I tell you guys when I start out, get your tablets, get your pens and your pencils, whatever you're going to use. Because when God speaks to you while I'm speaking, that's for you. That could be your next blessing. That could be your next level. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And it came to pass the water dried up and it's time to go. It's time to go. When the spirit of the Lord moves, move with it. Don't stay. Don't get comfortable. Everybody has that comfort zone. Amen. Don't get comfortable with that comfort zone. Move on with God. Now, if you trusted God in the brook Sherith, can't you trust him in Zarephath? Where the widow helped him? Well, he actually helped the widow. Amen. Trust God. When God moves, move with him. And amen. 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 Hallelujah. And don't sit in them dead churches. Don't listen to them dead preachers. I don't care how handsome they are. I don't care how cute they are or how well they learn their words. You have to be, sometimes you have to be careful of the people that have learned how to construct their sentences. Amen. Because the devil knows how to do that too. The Bible tells us in so many different chapters and verses, keep the gospel simple and plain. What would, it, what would I sound like if I sat here right now and used uh, 30 minutes of collegiate words talking to you? Would you understand what I was saying? I would look good because I knew big words. But does God have to use big words for us to understand him? I think not. Amen. Amen. And then verse 8 says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Now this is after the brook dried up. God spoke to him again. See, when all the when God was done with the provision at, at uh, Sheriff, okay, he spoke to him again. Okay, this, he's given him divine, divine direction again. 
And he said, Arise, get thee to Seraphath, which brought which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Okay, now he's telling them to dwell somewhere else. See, God will get, God will get you on the move. You know, people make fun of me because me, I moved so many times in my life. Because I had a house, lost a house, and I haven't felt my roots since. I'm trying to get my roots, right? Okay, but when when God moves me, I gotta I gotta go. See ya, amen. Doesn't hurt my feelings whatsoever. When I hit that place where He wants me to be, I'm not. Amen. I'll know it. And it says, Arise, get thee Zarephath, uh, to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Now, what was it? What did he command? What, who, who sustained him first? What, we should say, right? Winged things, beautiful black ravens. Beautiful ravens. Ravens are smart. Ravens are rain, ravens are very intelligent animals. If they get used to you and they know you, they will keep coming back every year. They'll come back to you, and they're even known to bring nice things. Ravens are. <laughs> I feel crazy seeing this, but it's very true because I've had it happen to me. Ravens will bring you gifts. There was a man. I heard a preacher tell a story, and it's allegedly true. Amen. There was a man who needed rent for his house. I think it was like, I'll, I'll guess $640, okay? And he kept praying and praying and praying and praying. Lord, I need I need help. I, I don't want to lose my, my apartment, my house, whatever it was. And and he was, meanwhile, he liked ravens. He was feeding the ravens, right? And he, every now and then, they'd bring him like a necklace or something, I guess, you know, because they, they like shiny things. Birds like shiny things, they'll pick it up. And they would just bring it to him. So he looked out one day on his porch, and sure enough, there was money. They kept, put, they were, they kept putting money in, in the, I guess they had on, a, I don't know what it was, a, a nest or something on his on his uh, deck or whatever, and uh, whatever. Anyhow, they brought, they brought $640 cash to this man. Amen. The preacher's been telling it for years. They say it's a true story. Ravens are smart. Amen. Mm. So first, God commands the ravens to feed him to sustain him. Okay, he didn't have to bring boxes of Cheerios or anything with him. He didn't milk, eggs, butter, bread, nothing. Now he's commanding a widow, a woman whose husband is no longer alive, to sustain him. Now you know Elijah was a man of God. Because God is not going to have this man to live with a woman, okay, especially a widow woman, amen, okay. Um, his faith is being tested now. God is giving him providence again through a widow. It says, so he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a woman, woman, a widow woman was there gathering of sticks, and he called to her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Fetch what? What do you mean? And she heard it. She said, and as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. Now, this woman and her son was getting ready to die. They were, they had no more food left, and they were preparing to die. And here comes Elijah, <laughs> the man of God, talking about, go give me some water and, and, and some and a vessel that he may drink. Amen. Bring me a morsel of bread in thy hand. He's telling her to bring 
the last little bit she has to him. How many times did God tell you to give him or his, his, his man or woman of God the last little bit you had in your hand? How many times did that happen? And here's the second half of the question. How many times did you do it? How many times did you listen? Amen. Trust God. Trust God. He owns everything. Amen. And verse 12 says, And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal and a barrel and a little oil and a a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. She's telling them, I don't have anything. My son and I are preparing to die. We're going through a terrible situation here. Hunger. Okay, we're hungry. And, and, and we we need this ourselves. And you want me to give you? They're, they're living in poverty. They're weak. Amen. And he wants them to give their last little bit to him. Are you serious? Preacher man, are you serious? Preacher woman, are you serious? You think I'm going to take care of you and I can't even take care of myself? Be for real. (laughs) Is this what people say today? Oh, oh, surely she just, amen? She think I'm going to give it to her and I need this. Especially since gas went up high. Hey, let's pray that tithes and, and offerings don't go down, amen? Because God, I've had it happen not one time, not two times, not three times. I've had it many, many times where God raised the needle on my car. I saw the gas go up. So right now, even as I'm speaking, I speak this through the airway. Hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I speak in the name of Jesus Christ that you will begin to see the needle on your gas tank go up when you haven't even pumped gas into your tank. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God is a God of miracles, amen. Don't worry about gas, God got you. God got you, Elijah, all right, (laughs) amen. God got you. Amen. Mm. Amen. And Elijah said, she said, um, and she said, as the Lord God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal and a barrel and a little oil and a cruise. And I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat and die. And then verse 13 says, and Elijah said unto her, fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first and bring it unto me after uh, and after make for thee and thy son. In other words, take care of me. Amen. Take care of me first, then take care of you and your son. That's bold. How would you feel if somebody said, give me mine first, and then you you and your son can eat whatever's left? (laughs) Amen. Amen. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall, now here we go, he's prophesying, all right? For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fall until the uh, fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And he just spoke a prophecy to her 
And he said, if you give it to me, you will want for nothing. And he's not trying to be greater than thou. He's speaking through the Spirit of God. He's speaking through what he has experienced with God. He's speaking from what he has already seen God do. The, he, you know what he's doing? He's telling her, I'm, I'm, I'm here to bless you. Yes, my body needs sustained, but lady, I'm here to bless you. And that's what preachers do. When when preacher asks for uh, donations, you see them all the time, and some of them overdo it. Yeah, we got to admit that. But when you <laughs> when you see preachers asking for donations or tithes or anything like that, what's happening is people are so afraid you're going to buy a new pair of shoes with it, or you might pay your electric or your gas bill with it. But what they don't understand is they are giving you an opportunity to get blessed. You just can't sit under a dead preacher, and think you're going to get something back because he didn't have anything to offer in the first place. Word. <laughs> Amen. Word. Some Look, okay, some of you aren't getting anything in return because you're giving your last meal and cruise of oil to a quote-unquote preacher who doesn't even have the anointing on you on them to return to you that which you gave that's a word for you that's a word for somebody that's why you're not getting anything back amen and he prophesied he said the cruise of oil will not fail until the until the day the lord sendeth rain upon the earth amen and she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and her house did eat many days. She listened to the man of God and ate many days. He was not a liar. She trusted in him. She had faith in God and their God. Amen. And they wanted for nothing. Amen. Hospitality. Some people, that hospitality and, and, and compassion has, is blown out the window anymore. It's, it's like the church is losing it. The church is losing hospitality and compassion. And it, but, but the church is coming back, though. We're, we're getting it back. They just got to work at it. Got to work, work a little better at that hospitality and compassion thing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got to bring it back. We have to bring back the things that, that Jesus experienced. The Bible says Jesus had compassion on the people. When you read so many times in the New Testament, Jesus had compassion on the people, so he blah, blah, blah. Jesus had compassion on the people, so he prayed. Jesus had compassion on the people, so he healed. The, the, Jesus had compassion and even hospitality because in the New Testament, there were, there, the uh, uh, believe it was the... Uh, and disciples walked up to him and said, where do you live? He said, come and see. <laughs> he was the hospital. He was even inviting them in for coffee and tea. Well, probably tea or whatever, you know. He, he said, come in. Hospitality and compassion, folks. Amen. And a barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. God was speaking. He used Elijah to do it. Either you believe God uses me or you don't. Or you don't. Amen. Amen. Hide in the uncommon presence of God. 
That was uncommon. That was unusual. And she did it. And she got blessed. Amen. And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick and sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in her son died. Now, you helped out this man of God. Okay. And you and your son ate well, wanted for nothing. And then all of a sudden, your son dies with the man of God there. Amen. That's not supposed to. Things like that aren't supposed to happen in Christendom, right? Am I right? We're not supposed to have those troubles, those problems. Nothing's supposed to happen. Life is supposed to be a bed of roses and butterflies, right? At least that's what people think Christianity is. Amen? And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Did you come to call my sin and remember and to slay my son? She said, Did you kill? All the, now she's speaking out of her emotions, okay? All of a sudden she forgot what he did for her. She forgot about the cruise of oil. She forgot about the bread. She forgot about the, the, the soup, the, the beef steaks. <laughs> and now she's blaming him. Did you just kill my son or what? What's going on here? Well, you can imagine she's, she's, she's mourning. I mean, she, when people mourn, okay, they go through a lot of different emotions. Amen. So you just have to just be there to listen. Let them do the talking. You do the hugging. And you, you do the smiling. Amen. Console them. Amen. Holland, I heard that. Thank you, Jesus. I love that. And, um, and in verse 19 says, and he said unto her, give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up to the loft. Notice he's staying in the same crib. He carried her up to the loft where he lived and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord, my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow which whom I sojourned by slaying her son? So now he's saying, God, did you, why, what's up? Why, why, did, why did you kill this boy, you know? And he's going through something. He, You know, cry out to God. God wants us to cry out to him. The worst thing you can do is keep things inside. God loves to talk. He wants to talk to you. Stop acting like you don't know what words to use. Talk to him. If you use a wrong word, you slip up and say something you haven't been saying, he knows. Amen. Mm. He's crying. And this is a secret prayer. And then he cried unto the God, okay, and then verse 21 says, and he stretched himself upon a child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, oh, my Lord God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come unto him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. The Lord heard the voice of the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. He hears you. He hears you. He hears you. Amen. And the Lord, he stretched himself upon a child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord, my God, I pray thee, uh, let this child's soul come unto him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and guess what? And the soul, who is the keeper of souls? Not Satan. Satan wants them. And there's stupid people out there, part of my expression, they're giving them to him. God is a creator and keeper of souls. Amen. He wants you to come back. Amen. If you if you slid, backslid or anything, go back. For, ask him to forgive you. Amen. And the soul of the child came into him again, and he revived. The child lived. Amen. 
And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him into his mother. And Elijah said, see, thy son lives. Elijah didn't argue. He didn't say, well, you might. Okay, yeah, I saw it. I got that. I caught that. You blame me. Okay, I understand. You blame me. I didn't deserve that. I did not deserve that whatsoever. And to be honest with you, I really didn't appreciate it. (laughs) Did you argue with her? No. He did the Lord's work. Amen. Amen. He did the Lord's work. The Lord brought the boy's soul back. The boy woke up and Elijah handed him to the mother and said, see, thy son lives. Your son lives. And here she goes. She saw another miracle. Amen. This woman saw a lot from the Lord through Elijah. And the woman said to Elijah, now by this I know that thou art a man of God. Oh, okay. Now he's a man of God. After all of that, amen, thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. Amen. The Lord in thy mouth is truth. He had to do all that to get her attention. Amen. Do you believe that God is a God of healing? Amen. Do you believe that God is going to keep his word in your life? Amen. Or are you going to listen? And, and, and I end it with this. Amen. Are you going to continue to blame God for your problems, for your troubles, every time the devil hits you with something? Don't blame God for something that the devil did to you. Amen. Don't blame the Lord. Stick with him. Have stick Look for miracles. Amen. Read the word. Use your, your tongue, your second tongue, which really should be first. <laughs> Amen. You know, believe in God and so shall you prosper. Hallelujah. That's in the book of Chronicles, 2020 in fact. Amen. Are you saved? If you're not saved, just say, Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. I believe you died on a cross and rose three days later from the dead, getting victory over sin, hell, and death and the devil for me. And I appreciate it. I love you, Jesus. Be my Savior. And thank you. Teach me more about you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you just said that, welcome to the family of God. Go find a Bible-believing, tongue-talking, not a tongue-flabbing, tongue-talking church. Amen. Learn about him. It's never too late to learn about him. It's better to learn now instead of letting him come first and saying, I wish I learned. Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome to the family of God. You are now a Christian. You are a Christ follower, a Christ believer. Amen. And um, just learn of him. And learn to listen. When you talk to him, you talk to God as much as you can, but make sure you give him time to talk back to him. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen to the voice of God. God bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Bring grace and peace and joy and mercy upon you. When people see you and when they hear you talk, they see God. Amen. Hallelujah. They will be drawn to you now. 
You might have wanted them to be drawn to you before, whether you're in entertainment or whatever, whatever kind of job you have, whatever you do in the neighborhood, but they're really going to come to you now. And when they start coming to you, stay humble. Amen. All right. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Reverend Essie signing off to God be the glory for the things he has done.